So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose. And today we're delighted to play a recording of a uh, reflection by Father Luke McNamara of Glenstore, just shared with us earlier, reflection on the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it's followed by a beautiful piece of music by John Michael Talbot entitled The Magnificent. Advent is a, a time of preparation for Christmas. It is a time in which we encounter a number of figures in the readings. They might be role models for us. There are a number that are very popular. The prophet Isaiah, for instance, or the prophet Zephaniah. John the Baptist. Or Mary. All of these speak of the coming of Christ into the world the coming of Christ to us. There are joyful prophecies in Isaiah and Zephaniah. There is the preparation for the way of the Lord with John the Baptist. But perhaps the closest preparation is that of Mary. Because it is Mary who has the key role in the birth and life of Jesus. And we might take her as a model of how we might live, especially in this Advent time. Mary is a woman of prayer. She was expecting the coming of the Messiah. We might say that she was prepared by God to be the mother of his son. How astonishing for her to discover that she is to be part of the answer to that prayer. She prayed for the coming of the Messiah, but she is to participate in the coming of the Messiah. And in a way that she does not expect. The Messiah will be her son. Her son will be God. A lot will depend on her, yes. Through her, yes. She brings Jesus into the world. Her response of faith is one we might make our own. We are expecting the coming of the Messiah. We too are invited to be part of the answer to that prayer. We too may be asked to participate in that coming in a way that we do not expect. And Jesus comes into the world also through us, through our welcoming him into our hearts, through our saying a full yes to him. So if we look more closely at Mary's response to Gabriel's message, she's perplexed. She doesn't really know what's going on. How can this be since I am a virgin? But she, upon the explanation of the angel, accepts and accepts wholeheartedly. And despite this enormous news, this shattering news that will transform her life and ask so much of her, her first response is not to sit and take stock, 
It is a response of love. He goes and journeys some 60 miles to be with. She journeys some 60 miles and goes to be with her cousin Elizabeth. Her cousin, who is old, as we've heard, and might be thought to have been beyond childhood, childbirth, she will need help. So there is an attentiveness of Mary to the need of her cousin Elizabeth, an attentiveness as at Cana to the need of those at Cana. Those at Cana were without wine. Here, Elizabeth may need help. So Mary travels the 60 miles, and she's no proof of her pregnancy at this point. The child wouldn't even be making a movement for many months. But by going to Elizabeth, she implicitly already indicates her belief in the angel's words. And she, through going to Elizabeth, brings the key event of salvation to her. Mary, in a sense, becomes a missionary. She brings Christ to Elizabeth. And the coming of Christ to Elizabeth brings great joy to Elizabeth and to John, her womb. And Elizabeth will speak words of praise to Mary, through which Mary will learn more. Now, Mary brings joy to others simply by bringing Christ to them. She doesn't bring anything with her. There are no presents for the baby or for the mother. Only Christ. And by bringing Christ, she brings everything. We might write many cards this Christmas and they become junk mail. We might offer many gifts that will only increase the waste paper. Instead, though, we might bring Christ to others through our words, our prayer, our very selves. So let us not be like Ebenezer Scrooge when it comes to our relationship with Christ. Keeping him for ourselves. Let us share him widely with all around us. There are many who need his forgiveness, who hunger for his love and presence, who hunger for his embrace and reassurance or consolation. Three things happen when Mary greets Elizabeth. Now, the greeting in Greek, Kyre, probably reflects the Hebrew shalom. And shalom means peace, health, wholeness, harmony, and so much more. And this simple word of Mary elicits so much in the response. Firstly, the child in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. A child leaping for joy at words spoken. It is extraordinary, but the joy cannot be contained. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And 
the Spirit inspires Elizabeth to bless Mary for two reasons. Blessed is the fruit of her womb and blessed is Mary because she believed that the Lord's words would be fulfilled in her. The greatest blessings in the world are therefore Jesus and our faith in him. And this is the true focus for us in Advent. This is the true focus of Mary and should be our focus too. The gift of the Son at Christmas 2000 years ago is not historic. The Father renews the gift of his Son this Christmas for us to be our Emmanuel, God with us. The Father desires that we ask for Jesus and that we respond in faith, making time in prayer. Let it be done to me according to your word. Mary responds to the blessing of God's love in coming into this world, into her heart and into her womb. Her response was not just faith, but prayer, which is properly called faith in action. If God doesn't just exist, but is really God with us, our Emmanuel, then our response in faith should be prayer, to be with God. God has come to be with us. We should therefore make the return journey to be with God, because that is what is intended for us, for us to have the fullness of life happiness. There is an Advent preface that we will have during Advent on the fourth Sunday. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. The preface invites us to be watchful in prayer, to spend that time with the Lord who has come to be God with us, to make the Emmanuel not only a reality for God, but a reality for us a reality of which we become ever more aware and then rejoice in praise. There are a number of ways we might do this simply. And one is that wonderful prayer of the Hail Mary, which combines the words of the angel Gabriel to Mary at the Annunciation and the words of Elizabeth at the Visitation. We have God speaking through his angel at the beginning and God speaking through one of us, through Elizabeth, in the second instance. And so we have ways of God being with us, ways of entering into relationship with God, being with God through prayer. Hail Mary full of grace,
the Lord is with thee. The words of the angel Gabriel to Mary. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. The words of Elizabeth to Mary. And the conclusion. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary as intercessor, praying for us. Recognizing that we are sinners, we ask her to intercede for us. From her privileged position as Mother of God, the one through whom the Emmanuel came among us, that God's presence is among us and to restore us, to restore us to that presence, we ask her intercession. So this Advent is a time where we can go to meet Jesus in prayer, to receive the uppermost gift of his presence, which is everything, and share it widely. There is no need of anything else once we have God with us. May God be with you this Christmas. I would now like to play the Magnificat, the prayer of Mary, which we might make our own this Advent. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And my spirit exalts in God my Savior, for he has looked with mercy on my lowliness, and my name will be forever exalted, for the mighty God has done great things for me. And his mercy will 